Blog Talk Radio. out there in cyberland welcome to another action-packed edition of the radio show you got the crew here you got the jerk atl diva tiki blue easy and i'm m16 and you're bored you know, at some point which is right now he's in the house as well so we appreciate you uh showing up for another week of opportunity yeah, of support and i don't know it's a great relationship definitely much much appreciated. Yeah. I don't know right, about anybody so. else, but if that was some kind of if that was some kind of heartfelt uh thanks to the listeners, I don't think they heard it. I had audio issues. What about y'all? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You lagged out bad. Oh, I did? Yeah. Oh well, they have to catch it next time. Oh well, we just know that it was hard wherever it was. So, listen, can 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 I be heard better now? You can. Yeah. You're very clear. Very good. So, I was just thanking the listeners for their outpouring of support and listenership uh, from last week. It was much appreciated. So that's what I was saying. But we have the whole crew here uh, set to entertain you during this uh, more quarantine that's going on around here that they're trying to break up. But whatever. So anyway, if you want to uh, give us a call, you can do that. Five one six three eight seven one eight zero five, and if you want to text us, you can do that six seven eight eight hundred one six seven seven, and you can email us the radio show inbox at gmail dot com. If you were watching the caption that we had on the event invite and all throughout social media, we're going to start off the show reviewing a movie, uh, a brand new movie dropped with Chris Hemsworth on Netflix by the name of Extraction. The entire crew went to their respective, uh, what should you say, console of choice to watch this on Netflix, and we're going to review it for you to see if it's worth your time in watching it. So, um, 
Kujo, do you, you want to go through and explain what the synopsis is of this movie or the plot, and then we can get to it? One man, one boy, a lot of guns. <laughs> That's perfect. Drug dealers <laughs> in Bangladesh. <laughs> no, but... <laughs> <laughs> that could have went real wrong real fast, but <laughs> no. So essentially, there's a um, there's some type of ex, uh, I guess, assassin or militant personnel of some kind um, who gets contracted to uh, retrieve a kidnapped drug dealer's son from another drug dealer. Um, chaos ensues. Um, Lots of explosions, uh, a lot of bloody faces. It, it's very, very gory. Well, I wouldn't say very gory. I mean, it's like your typical. Act, but they did show a lot of broken arms and broken faces, though. Um, but yeah, that is the the synopsis for the movie. They have to retrieve this boy. Um, a lot of stuff goes wrong, and it ends up just being one man, one boy, running through the city trying to get out of Bangladesh to get back to India. So taken <laughs> in Bangladesh. Ah, but, but with more diversity, more diverse. Let's go around. So, man on fire in Bangladesh. <laughs> I was gonna say that's a more accurate description. So it feels um, very familiar. <laughs> all right. So, what I would love to do with this, because you know this this show is chivalrous, we start ladies first. So I gotta start with ATL Diva. Diva, this movie. You know, can you just, I don't know, go through your review of what you felt about the movie? Um, I don't really have one because I didn't watch it. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> what? what, what, what. <laughs> no, listen, look, God knew my soul. I meant to watch it, and I saw that we were supposed oh. to watch it. Oh, but God. I had to make some money, so I got distracted and stuff. And I mean, according to y'all, I mean, one man, one gun, a child. I've already seen no, no, that. not one gun. There were, there were very many guns. There were several. There were several guns. <laughs> and you, <laughs> many guns. I love it. <laughs> there were several. And and uh, I don't. There were guns. Ooh. I didn't know where they got them from. At some point, like, like where did he just pull that out? A lot of people had to die for one for one drug lord's kid. So you like it? Okay. Like, what would you say the ratio of death per child is in this movie? Well, I would say that you would have been able to actually, you know, answer that accurately had you actually seen the movie. I mean, Diva, you didn't even have to go nowhere. You got Netflix. Turn it on. <laughs> I have <laughs> is that. I I run a company online. I don't, man. I tried, man. I tried. I couldn't even have time to watch the. Uh, what do you used to do? Like the track notes on school spark notes or whatever on the movie. I didn't even get to do that. I mean, you could have read Wikipedia at, at this point. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but right, so I, because Joe's version was much better. One man, Thank you. one boy. A- 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 you are a national, you are a national treasure. You know that. You are, you are fantastic. Are you really giving me? Yeah, you keep with that same energy in the comments throughout this rest of the show, okay? 
Oh, you earned it today. Believe it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> let me just stop. No, let's, 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 let's please continue with the review. Because there are some people who have been teetering. Are they going to watch it? Are they not going to watch it? So, um, mm-hmm. so everybody, you know, we can just jump in with their opinion. So, I mean, Cujo, since you already explained it, I mean, so how did you feel about the, the movie as far as, like, we know it's action-packed, but story-wise, did the story do anything for you? Well, so let's go with the the uh, we, we got uh, in a, in in the uh, chivalrous kind of thing that we've been been going with. Let's let's take it to the other um, lady on on the squad um, and see what she says. Um. Okay. So I'm gonna follow behind the diva, and I fell off about three minutes into it, so I didn't watch it either. Oh, come on. Oh, oh <laughs> okay, so what had happened was had the uh. description read like Kudo's description, I probably could have stayed in it longer. But this, I probably would have watched it. This is why nobody takes the women movement seriously. This is exactly <laughs> why. connection there's no plot twist there's no funny it's just mm-hmm. it's just ramble without a storyline i mean and you don't even they don't even try to get you to like the kid at all so it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. you I, I feel sorry that, that you do not watch it. 
I had to you know, you want to be like, oh, that kid is so cute. You don't want him to die. So there was like none of that going on with those kids? No, because they were killing kids. Now, I'm not going to lie. Well, I'm not going to lie. I, I did get a little. Sometimes your kid, I got two kids. Sometimes kids do stuff and you look at them and like, what the f- are you doing? And there's this one scene yeah. in the movie where he sees this kid and he just smacks the shit out of it. That I kind of felt a little bit, but no. <laughs> that was as far as your emotions went. That was as far as it went. I mean, okay. granted, I don't imagine my kids will ever be on the back of a motorcycle with an Uzi, but they do dumb shit. Yo, this, this is, is so amazing. left, but this is what we do on this show. You know how, no, like, they'll talk this about no, all of no, that. This is no, no, there's no we. There's no we. There's no we. You and Tiki. No we. You two. They was like, you know what? We're going to review Listen. a movie for the show. Let's, let's not... Nobody, absolutely nobody. Let's not watch the movie. <laughs> Look, you know, it's kind of like funny because it's like. <laughs> if not for this assignment, I would not have watched this movie. Yeah, Netflix, <laughs> to me, Netflix, this was the nail and coffin for action movies for Netflix. Between this <laughs> and that dangerous six crap, that's it. They can do everything dangerous else. If they put another, the one with Ryan Reynolds. It was either dangerous six or oh, dangerous yeah, yeah, that bullshit. That was awful. God, it was awful. Let's, yo, Cujo, man, let's check with EZ and see what he got. Yes, man. I mean, you, save the segment. Save this. You did watch it. Okay. Okay. I did watch it. Okay. Thank you. We're starting somewhere. All right. We're starting somewhere. Got that out the way. But contrary to what Donald Trump is telling you about Hispanic people, there are drug lords in Bangladesh. Beware. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're coming for you. Um, you know, I'm they're not going to well say his exact, I'm not going to say his exact quote, but mm. we got drug dealers in Bangladesh. So that's what I learned about this movie. Um, oh my God. The jerk, the jerk made a great point that, that I didn't realize like until he said it. But this is the first movie I think I've ever seen that had way more action than people talking and dialogue. Like, <laughs> there was more people dying than I think words spoken in this movie. Yeah, there was, um, there was no story. It was just a guy with a rifle walking down yeah, the street, it, pretty much. And now that the jerk says that, like, it's just kind of like my mind's blown over. I'm like, oh, he's right. Like, there was really no storyline. You didn't really feel affectionate for the kid. I still don't know what agency Thor is working for in this movie. Like, I'm just kind of... It's, just, it's yeah, like it's Michael just, Bay on steroids with no storyline. Like, all the explosions, so, very Michael Bay-ish. Um, I mean, I watched the whole thing because I'm just big on the action and everything like that. But, like, the only sentimental, like, clincher part of the movie was like at the end so for people who get tired of movies like you know in the first 10 minutes whatever you probably you didn't even get to the part where it kind of clinched you or reeled you in oh wait hold, hold on I watched the whole movie it took three tries but I watched the entire movie <laughs> and at the end I'm sitting here like why are you crying like okay he got shot up 
he's shooting a bunch of motherfuckers. He kind of earns it at this point. <laughs> Just, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Who's going to die? This, this is true. Commission. I mean, can I mention the, the Goonies? They basically had the Goonies on there at that one point, like in the alley, like where all those kids were. Like, man, they had one of the, the kids. One of the kids is literally. Yeah. One of the kids is like two feet tall, and he's holding a machete that's like twice his size. And I mean, he was slinging that thing like a, uh, like a damn uh, <laughs> a oh, lightsaber in Star Wars. It was crazy. Oh my god! Yeah. Like did you did you notice? Did you notice the homage to that Oprah Winfrey movie where she killed all her kids and swung one of them around into the and threw, oh, to throw them out the window? He did do that. He grabbed he that little kid by the, the van. And he sure did. Into the side of a van, like what the yes. fuck? Oh god! Why are you going? I gotta go find the Oprah Winfrey movie. I can't. Beloved, beloved. Love it. Oh yeah, I didn't watch that. I well, clearly there's a thing that. you didn't watch a bunch this week. It seems like I did watch Black AL. But the, the you know, a lot of a lot of people hate that show, but I like it, and I will continue what to watch. What is it? And we can't talk about another show. I didn't even get my review of the movie yet. Okay. He could just okay. jump. Sorry, just jump in the show. Hey, look. You, before you, before 16 does, you didn't even watch the movie neither. Hold on, hold on. Before 16 <laughs> does his review, anything Rotten Tomato says, he usually agrees with. So just take that for what it's worth. Go ahead. I didn't check the, right, the RT score. Because this was a Netflix movie, I didn't even think to go check Rotten Tomatoes. It was rated fresh. It was rated fresh. Yeah, he texted it for like three episode documentaries. So we all know he looked at it. So... So, yes. Oh okay, my so it's God. Rated fresh. All right. It's sixty-two percent. So here's okay. the thing with this movie for me. All right. That is it a cinematic masterpiece? No. Are the fight scenes ridiculous and crazy? Yes. Is it a good popcorn movie for you to kill an hour and a half while you're stuck inside the house? Absolutely. Would I watch it again? Absolutely not. Would I watch a sequel? Sure. I watch this shit blow up for another two hours. But all in all, it's exactly what you what you would expect it to be. It's not very good. It's not very bad. It's just sitting there allowing you to be, you know, entertained or have something on in the background, you know, while you're doing other things. So it's yeah. not a terrible movie. If I was going to rate it on a scale from one to ten, it's like a six and a half where it's like just above average. And, um, yes, yeah, it's, a, it's a popcorn movie. Thor traded I, I would in agree the hammer with that. for an AK, basically. And and he used a yeah, lot of so. Yeah, he used quite quite a few uh, AK-47s, and, they, and again, no idea where they came from, but they were used. Uh, um, I will I will agree a hundred percent with uh, M16 um, review of the movie. Um, my I fell where it fell apart for me was around was like the third act. Um, it kind of got contrived with like the whole, there was like a backstabby moment that you really saw coming from like a fucking mile away. Um, and then, and then there was some continuity issues where it was like what they were watching. It was, Okay. So in the, in the final scene of the movie, it all occurred on like this bridge that was miles away from, I guess where the drug lord who kidnapped the boy from his house, He's trying to get him back, and what they can see, they're reacting like they're watching the movie. 
And that shit pissed me. That shit pissed me off because they admit like he's watching through binoculars, but I mean like they are miles away. Like they a good six exits on two eighty five away from what's going oh. on. But he's smiling and smirking whenever something happens, like he's watching the movie. And that shit pissed me off. So the anyway, third act got real so sloppy. So did the son but, ever get back to the drug lord daddy? Well, well we, we don't want to spoil, spoil it for anybody who don't spoil who it. hasn't seen it. We've yeah. already told but, these people it's horrible, so why can't we just go ahead and kill it? No, 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 We did not say it was horrible. horrible. I said it was horrible. So, they did so not, so not The jerk said it was <laughs> horrible. <laughs> she didn't watch the movie, and now she's not listening. You, you are, hold on, hold on. You are amazing. No, 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 no. First of all, anything that's great or half great, you don't have to try to watch it three times. You know what I'm saying? That's just torture. Exactly. Like I said, it was, it was horrible. It was fucking awful. Hey, look, it can't be that bad. They're making a sequel. They made a sequel to Joe Dirt. Look, look, that was right. a sarcastic comment, okay? Jerk, <laughs> it, took him, it took him like three different times to watch. You got to take into consideration the man has two children. You have never met a person more tired than someone who has multiple kids. So he got nothing, nothing to do with his kids. He didn't say it had anything to do with his kids. He said it was hard to do. Demonst- he probably had to go I take a shot first to try it again. I will demonstratively agree with that statement. It had nothing to do with the kids. <laughs> the movie was awful. It was, I mean, like I said, I've seen that movie like 10 times, except it had less words. Now, the only half cool scene in the movie was when the CI, CGI version of him jumped into a lake 20 feet down, I guess. I don't know. That's fucking weird. That literally oh, was, was in the opening awful. credits. <laughs> that, that, was the, that, that was the best part of the movie. That was, it was just awful. Oh, God. The movie oh, peaked God. before the credits stopped rolling. <laughs> You know how I know this movie is questionable because I'm on Wikipedia and I usually can read like pages and pages of the plot. You know how long the plot explanation is? It's literally four paragraphs. That's it. That is all. And that's that's twice as many words that are in the movie. Yeah, that's that's fact. That's fact. <laughs> so, so it sounds like from the radio from the radio show, despite what Diva says, it's the mildest thumbs in the middle that we can get here overall and look, uh, look no, with to, put it simply, to put it simply for well, you okay. guys if you get to the last scene you made it to the finish line of the movie like the last scene with the bridge and the sniper that nobody knows where he came from you go ahead and turn the part of the movie, movie. Oh, don't wow. turn off right. the movie it, before it is, the random sniper is, yeah it's not without flaw um, even up, even up until that scene, there was a lot of. And, and to Turk's point, you don't necessarily get that connection with the character. Um, you don't necessarily feel. You want to see if they make it. I mean, you're interested. I mean, just because you're watching the movie, you're interested in seeing how it turns out. But there, you're not vested. You're not like. You're not vested. You know, you don't care. Yeah, you don't care about the kid per se. It's more of a curiosity on will how and will they make it kind of thing. So. To Jerk's point, that is um, that's valid, but the rest of the movie, um, I I think it was decent. Um, okay, so and worth, tell a, me worth if a you watch. Think, I won't watch it again. So tell me if you think this is decent. The bad guy is in the bathroom using a urinal. He turns to the side and sees a chick standing next to him, and Ooh, he's surprised that he shoots her. 
most people would be like, they see a chick in a urinal, saying it in a urinal next to them. They're like, what the, you know, that's right. clue number one to get the fuck well, out the room. And well, he just sits there all, and looks at her. First of all, first of all, it's 2020. That is a very transphobic statement for you to make. Um, <laughs> wait, hold on. Wait, it's not transphobic. Okay, all right. All right. <laughs> Second of all, I will, I will there's a lot of other one. things. There was there's a lot of other things that could happen with a woman in the bathroom that he might have think. You know, I am a drug lord, and this could be this could turn into something else instead of a gun. She was face. standing in front of a urinal, two urinals down. What else was gonna happen? He, he already had his equipment out, and it was very easy for something else to happen. I guess the movie. I guess the movie wouldn't have been the only thing that sucked. Well, <laughs> and uh, that's... I can't, I can't uh, believe y'all let him end it on that pun. I cannot believe y'all let him do that. It was pretty <laughs> good. I mean, oh my god, y'all are just no. Every once in a while, I get one. Every once in a while, I get one. All right, that was just one. Appreciate everybody out there checking out the radio show. That was. The, the cast of the radio show at the movie. So trust me, that will not be the last time we review a movie. And hopefully next time Tiki and Diva actually watch the movies. So later hey, on. Hey, you know what would be better? Show, what's Sorry, got? This is this is housekeep this is housekeeping on the air. Next time yeah. it'd be better if we all planned a time to watch it together. Ah, yes. Yes. On like a Zoom meeting or something. That sounds good, man. Yeah. Look at Cujo, man. Oh, we could do a Netflix. We could do a Netflix watch party. That way, we know we can in to watch it. Exactly. Or right. All right, we can we can put it on the TV at the bowling alley during Cujo's bowling party. <laughs> that too. That too. That's or idea. or none of us can watch it. Or we can make sure it has, or let's make sure it has words the next time, and not just a picture film. (laughs) That might work. That is a that is a very silent movie phobic uh, statement to make. (laughs) For more 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 movie reviews coming very soon. Um, Also uh, coming up later in the show, we got uh, another one of Kujo's snack plugs. Um, we got some other talk and other great topics coming up for sure. Um, again, if you want to get at us, hit us up. You can text the show, 678-800-1677. You can give us a call, 516-387-1805, or you can email us, the radio show inbox at gmail.com. So we got some uh, underground music coming up here in just a second from a great friend of the show, Detroit Black, coming up in just a moment. But before we get to that, my man Easy's got something to tell you. Are you an aspiring singer or rapper and you need music to attract more listeners? Then consider up and coming producer Barry X. He's the guy responsible for the radio show theme song, as well as many of the tracks you hear in the background. Hit him up on Instagram, which 16 doesn't know about that, at APA underscore ENT. That's at APA underscore ENT. All right, easy bringing the knowledge. Yeah. He does have an Instagram though, y'all. I I can't. I, I can't one. remember the name. I can't remember the name. But what I can remember is that uh, coming up here right now, 
We got a song from friend of the show, Detroit Black. Uh, he's got a song. The name of the song is Diamonds. We're going to play that, take a little bit of break, reset here. Might even talk about the movie a little bit more in the background. But uh, until then, you just hang right there. You're checking out the one and only radio show. Well, I respect your ambition, really, but you got to have vision. When it comes down on you, you either collectivize yeah. or you run, or you run like a side yeah. Real nigga shit. J-Rail on the track. What up, yeah. Black? Uh, yeah, uh. Had to get it out the mud, the struggle of coming up uh-huh. Or for the bigger bus, cause the making was just a must Ain't knowing who to trust, so I'm keeping the banger tucked This shit ain't strange to us in the streets, they'll tape you up with a great ones Overlooked without a hype, just an ego uh-huh. Feeling like Montana as I slide in this regal And I just started to show my nigga wait to the sequel And watch them dividends get divided straight to the equal Never get a mistake, and I strive when I didn't make it Almost shed tears for the time that I was the Taking. My time was just getting wasted, uh-huh. my grind was feeling impatient But my nigga, you know that I gotta make it I credit her to a praise when you ain't respected by nobody Not no art demonstration when they come sketching out your body Get caught slipping when you come exit out the lobby While I'm in grandma's kitchen about to stretch it like a lot in the city of drugs, you niggas straight pussy life, period, blood, uh, and it's supply and demand, I will hustle, legendary for this green nigga like Bill Russell, and I'ma go for my dreams till I don't want for a team, for as go for the team, I still love yeah, yeah, still uh, growing up was a struggle, no dad taught me how to hustle, just a young nigga that pumped his own muscle. From a bubble of a mother's interference Religious indoctrination Blocking black male independence The God within it guided me out of this maze of hate Friends know self-esteem Full of ego and rage Animals in the cage That wrought their own torture From this very environment You seeing all my sculptures A vulture by success While being impeded vehemently Murder my peace From white privilege and supremacy Walking at a volume where there's never context Talent so natural You be knowing we the best Creative so fresh, I only make it with audacity A grown black king So why you trying to master me? This game I got it mastered from 10,000 hours mastery Good past the stamp, speak gospel, not blasphemy You know times are getting tough when niggas can't make enough We know that they just forgot to chew a diamond in the rough That one that's gon' shine, greater than ever I thought we would stay on our grind, do it forever you know times be getting tough when niggas can't make enough But know that they just forgot that you a diamond in the but wild But remember the time you couldn't weather Thought you wasn't gonna see the light through all the pressure Hey, it's, 
Hey, it's Tiki Blue. So if you enjoyed that last segment, please hop on the line at 516-387-1805. Give us a call, or you can text us, 678-800-1677. Tell us what your thoughts are. Did you like it? Did you love it? Did you think we were stupid? Are we silly? Are we funny? Should we have watched the movie? Did you watch the movie? Tell us what you think. Or you can email us so that all the guys can read the emails at the radio show inbox at gmail.com. No, 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 no. All the work will be done by the women since the men were the only ones who actually did their homework and watched the movie and participated in the in this activity. You women are gonna do everything from now on. Y'all gonna bring us back from every break. Y'all gonna read all the emails and the text, which is probably like one, but you're reading it. That's just for like women phobic or sexist or something. Right. Uh-uh. Oh, well, let's not forget one thing. I thought I'd do one part of heavy lifting. Um, the song Detroit Black Diamond. Make sure you check that out on all your streaming devices, and we will post his information on the Facebook page after the show. Next. Oh, well. What we got going on? All right, so what we have next is a segment um, that I feel like is going to become a favorite here on the show. It is. Your boy Cujo and his snack club. All right, folks, I got another good one for you. Uh, If you got a sweet tooth, if you're a fan of uh, Nabisco Oreos, you are familiar with all the different crazy flavors and and, and styles and stuff that they've been kind of flipping and doing over the past couple years, actually. Um, So this plug is for you to go out and grab. I'm giving this to you now, so... Never say I didn't do you any favors. Carrot cake Oreos. And I know there's a lot of people. I'll just stick to the yeah, I'll just stick to the regulars. I don't like venturing out in all these crazy flavors. You're boring. You probably do missionary sex. What I'm trying to tell you is that these (laughs) carrot cake Oreos. I'm telling you, carrot cake Oreos. It's basically a graham cracker cookie with some spice with cream cheese filling. This is all you get. I mean, it's, it's obviously an Oreo cookie, so it's not a graham cracker, but it's graham flavored. It's got spices that you would find in the carrot cake, um, and it's just cream cheese filling. So I can't put it any more simpler than that. Um, it, it's definitely an authentic kind of carrot cake taste. If you are a fan of carrot cake, if you're not a fan of carrot cake, it just tastes like a cinnamon cookie with cream cheese. So go out and try it, um, and that's my plug. And in case I you don't like it, the other day. in case you don't yeah, like it, yeah, they've been out for a while. Oh, really? They've been out for a while? Oh, yeah, they've been out for a minute. I think it's yeah. I want to say it's been at least a year. Yeah, it's been last year. Yeah. I don't buy oh, wow. any desserts off of the cookie aisle. So, huh? These no, no, are no, a lot of stuff we don't do, Diva. <laughs> He's not gonna let you live this out. Yeah, yeah. You you, you set yourself what? up for that, buddy. Go ahead, Jerry. What you gonna say? What I out? said, oh, hateful. Jerk. <laughs> hey, no, no. I was just saying, you know, if you don't like it, it's always okay to go back to God. It is With true. Missionaries. Wow. I mean, yeah. Oh, 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 
<laughs> All right. I, well, I think people being in quarantine, they may have had to be adventurous or No. Not. No. Look. Look, there's nothing wrong with missionary. I'm saying this, you don't only do missionary. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> I hope not, but I mean, we have some people maybe. But yeah, I mean, this, this quarantine is a perfect opportunity for you to venture out and try do try different flavors and and snacks and foods and stuff that you you wouldn't normally like, try. I mean, what you got to do? You know, going to the grocery store. Yeah. How did you? Wait, are we only trying? Are we only trying different snacks or are we trying different partners? Which one are we doing now? I got lost in the conversation. Oh, snap. I, I mean, hey, look, we're talking about snacks, but you feel free to do whatever it is that, uh, <laughs> 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 I mean, Doritos. So are you getting delivery? Are you getting delivery with that? Is Uber, Uber partners? How is that happening? Oh, Uber, wow. Uber partners? Delivering new Yeah, I thought it was Uber Eats. Where did Uber Partners come from? No, Uber D. She said maybe people trying new partners in the quarantine. I was like, I'm just saying, delivery. Was Whoa. Cool. So, T, hold on a second. You want to be honest with something. What, what you got on your mind? You mentioned that, so what you got on your mind? I'm. I just asked a question when you're talk, y'all were talking about spicing things up and trying different things and relationships, but I didn't know if we were still talking about the snacks and switching it up or if we were talking about partners, switching up. I mean, it's just so many different ways we can go with this. No. Mm. Mm. I mean, Speaking like, of partners, exactly. how do y'all think people are, like, holding up in these relationships during quarantine? Like, you know what I'm saying? Hey, y'all are married. How's that? You know, y'all would have a better perspective on single, so I don't know. But I, of course, the internet things are up no and down. No one can tell you differently. <laughs> you said what now? I love my wife. No one can tell you differently. She is the <laughs> apple of my eye and my world. I love your canned response. <laughs> I do. Your response is awesome. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> That was the perfect record. Um, um, like, every time I talk to engaged people, like since we've been in uh-huh. quarantine, every time I talk to engaged couples, I'm like, hey, are y'all still getting married? And they're like, yeah, <laughs> people keep asking us that. Because I'm just waiting for somebody to say, no, I cannot stand that MF. I am not marrying him. I am not spending the rest of my life with him. Like, I'm just waiting for it because I feel like it's coming. I just feel like it's out there. There's nothing like being stuck with someone 24 hours a day. Both of you guys are working from uh-huh. home. There's no place to go. You know, I just, there's nothing like it for that just to ruin a relationship. I'm waiting on it. It's been a lot of stories out about couples. Like um, Now, some couples are getting closer because, like, work and other things are distractions. So they're, like, really talking and, like, just kind of reconnecting on this real deep level. Then you got couples who got, like, secrets starting to come out because they're together all the time. So that little side stuff they was doing, I mean, it's just been very, very interesting, you know. Right. But you know what couples aren't doing well right now? The couples who have children, they are not doing well right now. Oh, my God. I just talked to a client. 
who was trying to pawn their one-year-old off on, they were calling the daycare to see if daycare was open because they can't deal with their one-year-old right now. They're fine as a couple. They're fine. But they can't deal with the one-year-old. It's like, I believe it. How? She was like, I don't know what to do with her. I'm like, but she's your child. She's your baby. She's only one. Like, what exactly, what's happening? So the parents are not okay. So we should be checking on the parents. Yes, parents are not okay. I'm going to tell you, like I told my other friends this earlier this week, if you're a quote-unquote auntie or an uncle, when this is over, you need to go get these godchildren from these parents because there's going to be some incidences and some accidents out there happening. You need to go get these children. Don't be sheltered. Y'all are quarantined for weeks at home with no no kids at your houses. Go get these damn kids from these parents or it's going to be a long summer for everybody. I'm telling you. Oh no! Oh no! Uh, who, whoever is the godparents of Tiki's children, that was Please. directly shot at you. <laughs> directly. Please do whatever where's, you where's gotta the do fire to now? make sure you don't feel the wrath. Because I did everything but for you. Yeah, yeah, I felt the wrath for them. That's why I'm trying to help them out. Yes. You didn't get the hint. I hope that you was got not passive aggressive. That was not passive aggressive. That was just aggressive. That was aggressive. <laughs> that was oh, just aggressive. That's fire. So, Target where was the lie? Where Go ahead and drop the echo. <laughs> he said, if you don't come get them kids, you was dead to her after the summertime. He ain't getting no Christmas cards. You can't come over for Thanksgiving. Forget you knew her. If you do not exactly. come get these They're, kids. Exactly. But, We're not FaceTiming um, with y'all anymore. You're not borrowing my kid to go to the mall to pick up somebody? Like, no. Uh, come get these kids. How Wait, old, is, how old are your kids? Listen, guys. Two and six. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. Ralph, you're breaking up. MC Sting, you're breaking up real bad, man. I'm sorry. Am I better now? Jeez. Quarantine. Yes. Blame it on the Rona. Okay. That. According to The Knot, uh, they did a survey with married and engaged couples during this time. And what they found is that during this extra time together, 51% of engaged couples and 60% of married couples have reported learning something new about their partner's snacking habits, future goals, and how they handle stress. Um, Were they not talking? Were they just, like, not talking before all this until they were forced to? That's a pretty high percentage. Of people who didn't know much about the person that they sleep right next to. Wait a minute. Think about it like this. You like Sprite? Y'all get up. I like Sprite. What? This is crazy. (laughs) (laughs) When did you start liking Sprite? (laughs) Jeez. Who are you? (laughs) I don't even know. Cheetos? You need the white cheddar Cheetos? Since when? Oh, those are so good. Let me go ahead and be the heavy And drop something in on you Some people are very very good At playing roles A lot yes. of people like the honeymoon stage So they do their best to try to keep the honeymoon stage going They don't want reality mm-hmm. To set in So they keep that interview voice As long as they can But once you're trapped with somebody <laughs> Communication is key people Communication is key. Because if you lie to them, you're lying to yourself. Don't set yourself up, folks. 
you better tell them you like to fight when they go to the grocery store. <laughs> but that also makes me think that maybe you maybe people are just Oh hell no. <laughs> <laughs> maybe people are just changing over the course of the relationship. You know, you've been together fifteen, hey. twenty years. Maybe they're just not the same person. Um, you know, to but ten you know, M sixteen point, you should have been following along and been paying attention up to that point. But you know, let's let's just say that Life got crazy, things happened, and like now you're finding out something new. Like, oh, this is what you like now, and this is so. You know, there's there's a silver lining to this quarantine is that people are getting to know their people that they're married to that they should. I know. think people are slowing down to pay attention because, to be honest, you know, I have a lot of friends either in relationships or married, and I mean, especially if they have children, I just really find that they are truly operating on autopilot and it's whatever gets everything done. And sometimes they work different shifts and sometimes they're, you know, somebody leaves for work before the other one and then somebody gets in. It's all about everything else but each other sometimes. And this kind of gives people the opportunity to slow down long enough to really pay attention to their partner and just not exist with them. And, you know, my parents have been married for, like, 36 years, and, I mean, they still find out new things about each other. So hopefully this just gives people the chance to catch up and to, um, you know, all gloves off, just be a little bit more transparent, and it's just kind of like discovery phase all over again. So, I mean, you know, there's some good things that can come out of the quarantine. A baby, baby. Well, I just can't wait till it's. Yeah, I just can't wait till it's easier to find batteries. I don't know what's going on, but I'm having a whole lot of trouble finding AA batteries. <laughs> so the things well, that are being I made during this, um, we're calling them coronials, right? Like we've definitely <laughs> coronials. Like I feel like that's what they need to be called once we get out of this. Wait. If batteries are scarce, how are babies being made? Which what are we doing? Yeah, I was here? about to say what's going on. Yeah. I was about to say I know who took the batteries, but I think she that himself. Obviously, it's for the Xbox or the PlayStation controller. Where's your mind, Diva? What, what, what's your deal? That's exactly who took them because people got to keep these kids busy, honey. Yeah, I'm that. talking about for the adults. Wait. I'm talking about for me. I need to play Xbox. Yeah, about, he was definitely talking about the adults. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody selfish. Hmm. Thought, thought she's looking out for the Well, well let me let me because some of the there's uh so there's six members on the cast and four of us are married. So without saying some stuff that could potentially get you on the couch, would you say that? You're in that category. Um, I can start with you, Cujo, that you're learning more about your wife that maybe you didn't know beforehand. Or I love my wife. She's the apple of my eye. <laughs> Nobody can tell you otherwise. I love my wife. She's the apple of my eye. <laughs> no one can tell you otherwise. <laughs> I love my husband. I'm the apple of his eye. He damn sure better not say otherwise. (laughs) Well, I'm going to say something heartfelt since y'all don't have the guts to do it, is that my wife is the apple of my eye, and I love her unconditionally. 
All right, serious, serious, serious. I love how this is, this I, turned into a, a, a scripted, unscripted reality show. I know, right? <laughs> this, is, this isn't scripted. I didn't know anything to say about this before we shot this scene three times. <laughs> so, seriously, my situation is a little bit different because we're quarantined in different places. Turns out my husband is still considered essential. Um, so he's oh. actually still working out of town. We're, in a di- we're quarantining in a different state. So we've only seen him like maybe three times since we've been quarantined every couple of weekends, maybe. Um, so this is normal for us. We're still on autopilot. Oh. Aww. What's that show on TLC where the wives secretly kill the husbands? Why is this sounding? What is that? I don't know. She got away with it? Snap. Snap. Oh. oh. <laughs> this sounds like That's a like snap. Oh, oh. Wait, okay. So, ah, that's right. So that's where it is. So, you know. Here's, here's another question: Has anybody else seen him besides you? Can somebody else corroborate? <laughs> I mean, not necessarily corroborate the story. That's not the word I wanted to say at all. Well, no. He did a live video on Facebook or Instagram. <laughs> yes, he did. He, he came to my my parents' house over the weekend. It's my mom's birthday, so he actually came to town. We celebrated. So other people saw him besides just me. Uh, for CDC uh, compliance purposes, were there more than ten people at this gathering? No, there were not. We were exactly okay. ten, and anybody over ten, we did a Zoom call. Okay. Okay. Oh, see, I'm responsible. See, we're responsible people. We did a virtual party for her. It was pretty cool. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't say oh, I've, I've like learned anything. I've, I haven't. <laughs> I wouldn't say I've taken. I've no, you know, learned anything new about my wife per se. Um, this quarantine actually hasn't changed much of our daily activities. We don't really go anywhere. I mean, other than work, when <laughs> we come home, we home. So, like, this is just us working from, like, working from home. And then after that, nothing changes. So, this is just our daily lives of being introverts, I guess. Um, and now the whole world is forced to be introverts. So, are both of you working from home? Yes, we are. Are you finding it easy to do, or are y'all having issues working from home? Like, are you have you started referring to her as your coworker? Uh, not really. <laughs> there, there actually, even prior to this, we actually worked from home certain percentages of the time. Like, she worked from home once or twice a week. I worked from home whenever I didn't feel like going into the office. I guess um, so. Yes, I mean nothing's changed for us. I mean, in, in terms of like learning something new, I mean we, I feel like we're in tune with each other. You know, you never know until you know something goes down and it's like you didn't know me the entire time. You know, but I, I feel like we're in tune. Um, communication rap, is I guess, key. It, communication yeah. is definitely key. Um, but yeah, yeah, I can I can answer I can answer any question about her uh, with. Ninety nine point nine percent confidence. Wow, that's impressive. Ooh. That's very yeah, that impressive. Is amazing. I've been with my yeah, wife since nineteen. Yeah, definitely. I've been with my wife 
since 1999 when we were dating, and I am not that confident. Oh. <laughs> you fake it till you make it, man. Come on, uh, no jerk. What you mean hey. is that your wife is the, is the apple of your eye, and you love the her. Apple of my <laughs> eye, and I love her very much. <laughs> and a part of what I love about her is the difference. That's good. MC Thing, what about what about you, sir? Is is are there any uh, new revelations that you can share with us about about the missus? Well, I, I will say one big part of you know being inside. We all, both have jobs that have us very busy where we don't have a lot of downtime. So I I will say that it's very cool to be able to talk to her during her workday as it's happening, where if she needs like a buffer or like an ear, same for me, that we're able to, versus have a, you know, a two-second text conversation, we can actually talk during the day. So I will say that is uh, very helpful in this. And I've also found myself watching more TV with her than I normally wouldn't do during this time, most likely. So those are the two takeaways from that, that we actually are helping each other's work day. Plus, she's the apple of my eye, and I love her very much. <laughs> Good answer, and also very easy. I like it, I like it. So we have, so we have three very uh, successfully married men who have expressed uh, how they've been coping with this um with this corona quarantine and everything and we've got um one of our um female co hosts who've also had a um successful situation going on. I d I don't I don't know that it's uh ideal that you guys are in different states. I don't want to put words in your mouth or say that, you know, you wanted him to be away from you during this time, but you know, it is what it is. I would have <laughs> just asked that um uh, we we and, did it. Uh, we did it. Okay, all right, all right. Just you know, I didn't know if it was planned. Is basically what I was trying to say. But um, um, uh, ATL Diva and EZ, can you guys let us know how uh, the, the single side of things has been uh, during this uh, epidemic, pandemic? Uh rough. Uh, uh yeah. Interesting, for the most part, it's just kind of, uh, that's all I can say. (laughs) It's very difficult to date and be single during quarantine. Yeah. You know, only video chat or text or whatever. So nobody's broken broken quarantine to, uh, you know, make some things happen? (laughs) Who knows? Easy, are you following all the quarantine rules? Uh, the governor's yeah, not listening, y'all. He's not a fan of the show. So, because <laughs> <laughs> I am following the rules, because uh, if I wasn't, my girlfriend who lives in Mississippi would kill me otherwise. So, yes, I am following every rule. Got it. So, don't arm wrestle Easy anytime soon. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> so my only question is when are y'all gonna switch to rechargeable so I can get back to bed? <laughs> oh. I don't know, they're on a slow boat from China. 
I, I want somebody else to say my this concludes catchphrase, please. Kuja, would you like to do it so I can play this applause? And this concludes that segment that we just did. I'm not I'm not as good as you. I don't I don't I'm not as good as you. So that was that was my version. No, no. Kujo, you in friendship you are the apple of my eye and I love you very much, man. Oh. I know. He's okay, a little middle, middle. I mean. All right. All right, so coming up here in just a moment, um we have more talk uh, coming up here. We're giving you a little bit of bonus show. Uh, we actually um, have something to discuss concerning one of the great hip-hop groups of all time. Want to find out what it is, you have to stick around. Uh, what we're going to do right now is um, we're going to segue into a song that I wanted to play last week, but we uh, were having some issues with blog talk, but we got it here. So it's an artist. Uh, his name is Boo Hussein. He's got a song called Take It to My Grave that we're going to play right now. Um, when we come back, like I said, we're going to discuss a legendary hip-hop group and some things surrounding them. So if you want to just stick around for a second, we'll be back with that in just a moment. You are listening to the one and only radio show. And trust me, when we come back, we're going to put the ladies to work again. Please believe that we will. On and off the air. Yes, on and off the air. Tuesday.
Hey, we're back. I think we're back. I'm pretty sure we're back. I don't know. Maybe we are. Maybe oh. we aren't. But if you're on, you can hear us. Oh. Yeah, we are back. Hold on. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. We just stop. Great. Wait, you said hold on. No, I was saying like. You did say hold on. Oh, you threw bad. it off. Don't this, say terrible. this is this is My awful. Bad. This is going so okay. bad. All right, I'll just <laughs> drop away. Go. All right, you got it. <laughs> so we're back, and if you're back with us, you can always call us on the guest line at five one six three eight seven one eight zero five. Or you can text us whatever you want to say at 678-800-1677. Or if you're slow, you can always email us at the radio show inbox at gmail.com. Thank you, Tiki. And she didn't mean that you were slow that you emailed. She was just playing around. Maybe. No, no who's so, still emailing the show that's already taped and recorded and aired? I think that was a shot at Boomer. That was a shot at Boomer. We we could email, (laughs) you know. We will read your email on the next on the next show for a chance to win. One of the guys will read your emails on the next show because I can't be trusted. You can't. I wanted to give a shout out to obviously to Boo Hussein. The song "Take It to My Grave." Cool song. Cool artist. We'll have uh, his information on our uh, Facebook page after the show. Yeah. You. All right, so Diva, is there anything in particular that you want to discuss? Because uh, I feel like there is. Is there? It is. So, I think we were talking about the fact that um, we were this just coming up on Outcast. What? <laughs> Outcast. I think it's their 26th um, anniversary. Correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. The 26th yes. anniversary of their debut album, Southern Playlist of Cadillac Music. All that. All that. So, my question is, we... I'm from Atlanta, so Outcast is huge here. Um, do you guys have your favorite album or albums from Outcast in the world? Can we all keep on the air real quick? Can I? I just want. I feel like calling out Diva. This is not what we discussed during the break. This is not what we talked about. <laughs> okay. Wait. He asked me what I wanted to talk about, and that's what I wanted to talk about. I thought that was what we discussed off air. My bad. He was teeing you up. You said I set you up for the segment. Hey, you said I hijacked the show sometimes. I'm just doing what I do best. This Clearly. is going so, so well. But we'll roll with it. <laughs> so just yeah, go okay, with so it. I'll and start. I'll start. You said favorite album? Yes. Okay. Yes. My favorite album. Um, also being um, an Atlanta native, um, happened to attend the same high school as them, albeit not at the same time because, you know, not as old and stuff. But anyway, from the same hometown, all that good stuff. So I'm going to go with AT Aliens. 
And my answer will probably change tomorrow. Because, I mean, with a body of work like, you know, that group has, you can't, there isn't a bad album. You won't be able to do that one. Um, You could argue Idlewild, but it was kind of a movie soundtrack and it was kind of a contractual thing that they were just dropping to get contracted albums out of the way, whatever. But even Idlewild had some hits on there. So um, for for now, I'm going to say ATL. Um, that whole vibe and the composition of that album I like probably the most at this moment. If you ask me again tomorrow, I might say Aquemini. If you ask me again the next day, I might say something else. But, yes, that's my answer. Well, for me, it was Thank On You. Thank On You was probably my favorite album. That's a good one. Aquemini, very close second. That was so for me, it's two parts. Elevators is my favorite song ever, but which one? Elevators song ever. Yeah. On ATL. Nothing lasts for certain. Nothing is for certain. Nothing lasts forever until they close the curtains. It's him and I, Aquim and I. That's it for me, hands down. That's when I truly, truly, truly just was like, I'm done. Like they are my heart. It was my first year in college, so it's like forever embedded, imprinted into my brain. Oh my god! I respect that. Respect like, that. Clearly, Again, there's I no wrong answer there. No, like, I clearly not. remember telling my parents I needed money to go buy that album for my music class. <laughs> oh, you got to get that for music class. No, that's what I told them. Oh, no, she lied. I money oh. to go buy oh. an album for my music class. Wow. <laughs> Diva so I mean, sweet, she, she didn't even she didn't even put together the lies that she was lying to her parents. I, okay, so this is why I didn't, because I had friends that went to certain schools, and they really got to, like, review and do different types of music culture, and they, that was something they got to do. I went to white school, and you do that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, that, that that sounds like something that would have happened at at, at my high school also. Uh, Tri City, it was exactly. a magnet magnet art school, so yeah. If you went to a like a theater school or a music school, like they got to do all kind of cool stuff at regular school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is true. I like Love Below. I thought that was pretty dope, just because it was Ooh, just that was good. That was just like beginning to end. It was just different and it's so eccentric, you know what I'm saying? Andre's my favorite. So do y'all like them equally or do you prefer one or the other? I prefer So you didn't like Speaker Box, but you like Love Below. I like Speaker Box, but I love the Love Below because it just felt like at that point it just I just read like you said, it could be a different album, but for me, any point in time that's gonna be my go to. You know, if I had to choose. Whenever somebody asks me about a no skip album, like they say, name one album that's like no skips or whatever, and that's kind of my go to. Low Below, I could, I, that's a no skip album for me. Yes, it's got so highs He's like intense and then he's not. It's kind of like, you know, it's just real dope. It's just really different. Um, yeah. That's my as far as what about as far as saying which one of the two artists I prefer, it depends on which mood mm-hmm. I'm in. Sometimes I'm feeling a little Scarface, which is Dre. 
Big boy. Sometimes you feel a little rock and roll, which is on. I mean, it's just wherever you are in your moment, these two artists yes. can fill that hole. Yeah. Yes. M sixteen. Easy. So, so Easy. Really asking about my fa- my favorite uh, Outcast album. It's uh, it's Stankonia. I agree with Jerk. It's probably not even close because it just brings me back to a like a time where I'm starting to I guess get into adulthood and I was having a lot of fun around it. It's kind of like a soundtrack to that. But I also agree with Cujo because I thought Idlewild is kind of slept on because there are a lot of really good songs on Idlewild. Like, I really like Morris Brown a whole lot, and people don't really talk about that mm-hmm. song. That's a really good song. And um, you really can't go wrong with, with the stuff they put out. I guess it just depends on where, like what Tiki was saying, like she said that Aquaminar kind of takes her back to, you know, just starting our college and stuff like that. So it's like they, they've been around long enough where they've had kind of like a soundtrack to your life kind of thing if you're a fan of them. And um, I think another thing that, uh, Diva was bringing up about who you know which one do you prefer? Um, I gotta lean with with Andre three thousand because he's so great, but he only gives you so much of him, which makes it even better. Not yeah. saying that Big Boy is whack, but Andre gives you just enough to keep you hooked, and then he takes you off of it. So you know, I, and I can admire yeah. that. So yeah, I can admire that. Easy, what you got, man? Besides the fact that they made four of these albums before I was even seven. Um, <laughs> The one, the one that uh, I'm done. With, I'm done. With. Yeah, it's, it's true. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's true. But the first one I ever heard by them was uh, Speaker Box, The Love Below, and it's actually my favorite because there's a lot of hits on there, and there's a lot of songs on this album that like I grew up on. Like I know we talked last week about some of these songs; they just kind of last forever. The way you move, like I can't think of a party or a get together where that song's not being played. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, hey ya, everybody plays that one. It's on the radio all the time. That album won a Grammy for what that's worth now. But um, I think Sixteen brought up an interesting part point that like a lot of people still want to hear like stuff from Andre 2000. You know, he doesn't really come out much. But like with Big Boy, Big Boy's done a good job of just kind of like. He hasn't done, like, a Beyonce thing, right? He hasn't just, like, took off with his solo career. But to say that, you know, the last album they made together was 2006, Big Boy is still pretty relevant, like, in the rap game. Like, he's made some pretty good solo albums and solo tracks on his own. So that's just my two cents on it. I I agree with you. I think he does a really good job of staying relevant. He does. I mean, anything I've ever... Um, heard about him from people's personal encounters. He's just so authentically chill. Like, he's very personable, like, when he sees people. I did read this article on um, Showbiz uh, website that, you know, he was, they were asking him, like, you know, why haven't you really put anything out in a while, and why do you choose to, like, kind of, like, stay low? And he was just saying sometimes he doesn't have the motivation. And then he was saying um, that he doesn't like the fact that no matter what he puts out, the way people pick his lyrics apart. And I guess as an artist, he's like, he doesn't really like the way that feels, I guess. He said that's why. I'm talking about Andre. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. So, has I'm not really familiar with people really picking his lyrics apart. Like, is anybody else familiar with someone like maybe skewing his lyrics or doing it in such a way to where that would affect him? Really want to put music out? I think I think I, what I can't about that is that like when people like you hear a song right and you listen mm-hmm. to it and then you hear it again or you hear somebody like explain what they think the meaning behind it is. I think that's what he meant by it, that like people are just still recognizing stuff or thinking different ways about his music. So they're con- constantly trying to break it down and get what he's trying to say. Yeah, uh, He struggled a lot with, this whole, with the whole perception thing, like, like before, because if you listen to like a lot of his interviews, even back, you know, after they kind of took that break, um, and even when they around the time when they did speak about some love below, when he kind of you know everybody was asking why he wasn't rapping, like one of the, I remember this interview where he was like, "Well, there ain't nothing to rap about." And at that time, mm. kind of the I guess the the atmosphere or you know whatever was going on with hip hop, he just didn't feel like there was anything kind of to talk about in that moment. And, and even in his life, it was like, and this same kind of sentiment gets echoed in future interviews as well. Like even one of his more recent when he feels like you have to be of a certain age or, or hip to be a part of hip hop. So like where he's like him and his son, his son and all his friends, you know, they always telling them like, nah, this verse is, verse is dope. You should drop it. This verse, you know, this is cool. And he's kind of struggles with it. Cause it's like, uh, it's not really my thing. It's more for like, you know, the young kids, I'm kind of, you know, like he actually made that reference. Like you have to be hip in order to be part oh. of hip hop. He feel like at his age, he can't do that anymore. So he's, he's actually struggled kind of with that for a while. And I think that kind of, Play, that played the most into them kind of falling off. Like, he took the break because he didn't know, you know, what he wanted to, you know, how he wanted to approach being an old rapper, basically, is, is, how, is how, what it boils down I, to. I mean, I and, and, I mean, he's worth $45 million, so, I mean, as long as you got your take care of his money, right, I think he's good. Like, I don't yeah. think he really yeah. need more money. But on a different level, it's kind of like the two of them are kind of like Scarface and Jimi Hendrix made a great group. Two completely opposing styles. One word heavy, one lackluster on words, but more into the music. When you have less mm-hmm. words, people are going to try to create meaning. Mm-hmm. And that's probably where Dre kind of gets lost in people trying to interpret his shit is because he didn't say enough. With rap, you have a harder time misinterpreting what they say because yeah, it's easier to see. They're saying yeah. how they feel. They're filling it with words. I'm going to disagree. But, I'm sorry, go ahead. I feel like, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to disagree because I feel like Dre is a great lyricist and I feel like his his lyrics are full of meaning and his words are purposeful. Um, I think people pick it apart because may, possibly it's over their heads. So they're trying to figure out what he's actually saying. Um, yeah. Why it's always that's, picked apart. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm saying is he it doesn't, lacks meaning. He's so direct and chooses so few words to, to pick his point across that he leaves it open to interpretation. There's, yeah, I think there are awesome. ways to say exactly what you mean so that no one misinterprets it. Mm-hmm. And he didn't go that route. 
I think it's also part of the beauty of being an artist. Um, they get to pick and choose how they want to express themselves. I think that's they one did. of the that's... things that makes him such a great artist. Yeah. And that's what right. people. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And another I mean, another I... thing he did, and, and he actually put this in a verses was like, this was again when he kind of came. He when he came back from the break that he took. This was, or maybe around Idlewild time. This was maybe oh six seven ish somewhere around there. Um. Mm-hmm. Where he put in a he put in a verse. Um, uh, what did he say? He said, um, "Oh, and also I'm putting it on the internet and say that verse ain't good. It's boring, really. So that kind of goes back to like his, his his how he struggles with like people's his his work is being received, how his work is being received and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And this wasn't just one time; it was a couple other times sprinkled in there where he drops in like how." People, you know, they ask me to do these verses, and then you get this criticism online, kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it's just like you said, it's just, it's just part of being an artist. And then I think where he kind of gets more reclusive um, is around the time when people start talking more shit on the internet. You know what I'm saying? Like he might have dropped maybe maybe three three verses, three or four verses in the last half a decade, I even mean, five years or so. So. Oh yeah, I mean that's well, that's for me, that is that is my favorite artist of all time. If anybody asks me about like greats and stuff like that, he's definitely up there for me. Um yeah. like I, you can't argue me down that he's not the greatest rapper of all time. Um And I and hate then, when people compare him against like other artists that I feel like He's in his own arena, kind of like Rihanna to me is in her own genre. Like, nobody can compete with her. Yeah. As, like, go toe-to-toe, and people are trying to compare him to Eminem and compare him to um, Kendrick Lamar and all these other people, and I'm like, it's not the same. You know what I'm saying? Like, every time he comes out with a piece of artwork, it's completely different. Nothing that he does sounds cookie-cut or the same. It's all just intricately different. Whereas I ain't gonna lie, I listen to future album and it seems like the same freaking track record sometimes. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's I a think whole bunch of right now. I can't distinguish from each other. No. I think what and one argument I really <laughs> oh go ahead, easy. Thanks. Uh, I was saying uh, with Andre, I think he's really like a pioneer because he opened the door for like a lot of people to really do the singing and the hip hop thing. Like every time mm-hmm. I hear Drake, I'm like, man, if Andre 3000 hadn't come through, like Drake probably wouldn't be as successful or artists like Drake. So I think he really opened the door and kind of changed the way we look at hip hop as a genre. That's a really good point. Yeah. I, I, work I, people I, uh, thinking, thinking that. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, CeeLo did it before Drake, Andre did. CeeLo did it mm-hmm. on Good in My First Album. Um, and then, I mean, if you if you want to go around that same time, early '90s, yeah, like Kilo Ali. I mean, if you want to go far side, there's a lot of people singing in hip hop around there. Now, granted, he did do it a little bit differently, where it was yeah harmonizing. I mean, I CeeLo was really like singing, singing, but like. Farside and all them other kind of, and, and Kilo Ali was more harmonizing E-ish, kind of like what they do today. 
whereas like Dre was really almost singing, but he just can't really sing. But you know, you respected it as an artist because that was, you know, what I'm saying it sounded sonically, it sounded good, even though he's not like, you know, what I'm saying he ain't no Sam Cooke or nothing like that. But like, it still sounded good because it was him being authentic. You know what I mean? I say I think that's a lot about a lot that goes into being an artist is being your authentic self, and then that comes across in the music, um, which is you know one thing that I uh, to his credit. But uh, one one argument I always hate is that people come with a lot is the um, solo album argument. It's like, well, he can't be considered the, the greatest because he never had a solo album, which is retarded, oh, the dumbest argument of all time to Why say that, that you have to release a solo. Right. If rap is all about your verses and he's released – an abundant amount of verses for you to be able to decipher and determine whether or not he should be considered the greatest. Why does his solo work have to count towards that? Like, he doesn't already have enough content for you to break down. Right. Like, either you can keep up or you can't. It just sounds like a total cop-out and the only thing deceiving whoever said that in the genre is that he doesn't have a quote-unquote independent album, but they were the best that ever did like a double album with solo project type of identity. Um, garbage. Which is why there's no... So, so. so are we low-key talking about Pac and Diddy? Is that what's happening right now? <laughs> no. I, I, yeah, they, they, did, they did put him in the GOAT conversation. Um, I mean, I'm Kudo's been talking about this for, for years, and I can't go against him. If you have Andre 3000 in your top five, your list is probably pretty good. So, I mean, I didn't never begrudge him when he said that, like, years ago. He's like, yo, Andre 3000 my number one of all time. I'm like, I mean, it's not too much worse you can go to there if, you, if he's in your top five or three where you're saying that, where you're not looking at him crazy. It's like you'll ponder it like, you know what? You might be right when you start considering uh, so many of the great metaphors that he's used mm-hmm. in songs and stuff like that. We could go on and on about the things that he said where it's like, wow, that is really creative. And like the jerk said, it's simplistic, but it's creative, and you just can't argue with it. It's, it's great. And um, oh, this, was a, this was a good segment talking about Outkast and the 26th year anniversary of their first album. And, you know, make sure that, you know, for nostalgia's, nostalgia's sake, you check them out when you get a chance. All right. Applause coming through. All right. So we are coming towards the end of the show here. And at the end of the show, uh, we always play the game that's sweeping the nation. It's called random. Um, You know what? I'm going to just jump in and get mine out of the way here. I don't know if I'm the only person on the show or not. I don't know why this popped in my head, but am I the only person on the show here that doesn't eat pork? And the reason why I'm saying that is because I don't know why this popped in my mind, but how come every time there's always like, you know, when you're at work and they order pizza for the group, all the people who eat pork and beef and all these other things, they eat up all the cheese pizza and all the veggie pizza. And it's like, what is somebody like me supposed to get when I don't eat pork, but you motherfuckers ate up all the cheese and shit. You eat meat, eat fucking meat. That's all I got. Play the applause. Play the applause. Play the fucking applause. Play the applause. Hands clap, hands clap. 
You know I'm right there with you. Damn right. And with that, I guess I'll do my random. Um, one man, one boy in the city. <laughs> I guess okay. I'll do my random. Why would I watch a movie with one man, one boy, lots of guns? <laughs> Nobody know where the hell they came from. Just saying. Leave your, leave your fire. Get out of here. <laughs> You're high. DC, what up, man? I really can't believe Thor traded in his hammer and the cool costume for an AK just to fall off the bridge. Spoiler alert. <laughs> that's the end of the movie? Yes, that's what happened. No, that's, that, I mean, it's, it's a part of it, but I mean, that didn't spoil you. You should still watch it, like. I didn't spoil you, but anyways. One man, one um, boy, lots of guns on the bridge with binoculars, fall in water. I'm just saying it. Sounds like the movie. My my real random here is I miss live sports, man. Like, I can only play video games for so long. Like, I need live sport content in my life. Like, can uh-huh. we just get, can we just play in empty stadiums or something? At this point, I just need something to watch on TV besides the video games. Somebody help me out with this. Trump? Commissioner? Somebody? <laughs> well, my thing is, I'm just... My thing is, I'm just upset that I did not invest in Duracell and Energizer before this happened. <laughs> Battery cells are strong. I should have thought it was coming. <laughs> like, the to- like the toilet paper, right? <laughs> okay. Uh, my random this week is probably um, I don't know. I don't understand why I waited so long to buy one of those plastic cork tops to go in the wine bottles instead of putting my real cork tops. It's saved me so much time this week and just being able to pop that plastic top off, throw the bottle up, and then put it back in the fridge. I don't know why. I haven't bought one of those sooner. Or it's better yet, why didn't thing. you just? Or better yet, why didn't you just finish the bottle? There, you can't finish the bottle every time you open the bottle. I can't you finish can the bottle you? every day. Why not? You if you if you're not a quitter, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a like, quitter? We finish bottles around here, okay? <laughs> Right, like, what's the point of drinking half a glass? Like, let's get real. Let's, I mean, it's quarantine. Let's get really turned. I just let's need a mom on a Tuesday. Damn it, my mom! Damn it, my mom didn't raise quitters. <laughs> exactly. We do not quit on this show. We finish. Except the if it's on movies. No bottle left behind. <laughs> no bottles left behind. I promise it's not going to be. No bottles left behind during this quarantine. <laughs> I'm knocking them out. Oh I'm knocking them out. I'm just not doing it all at one time. You know what's the uh, worst? Hey, man. It's, spark, it's sparkling wine. Once you break that bottle open, you got to finish it. Amen. Hey, you got to start earlier in the day. Sparkling. That's the problem. 
What time are you drinking this? Okay. Oh, whoa, whoa, hold on, whoa. Uh, earlier in the day. Are you talking like seven o'clock in the morning? What what the fuck do you mean about noon. earlier in the day? If you're not starting at noon, I'm like a glass, a glass for lunch, and a glass for after dinner. And that's and a that lot, right? right? Why she, she, that's why she couldn't watch the movie. She was wasted. <laughs> Wait, that's that's All the right. best time to watch a movie. I don't know. Everything's funny. All the people get shot is hilarious. Uh, I can't. I just can't, man. All right. So that is, a, that is random for this week, and that is also the show for this week. But I do have one piece of business yeah. to get in here before we get out of here. And, well, otherwise is that we will be back next week, Tuesday, 8 o'clock, blogtalkradio.com slash it's the radio show. We'll be right back here with more shenanigans in your ear. But I do have one quick announcement that, we're having Easy and I are launching a kind of a spin-off podcast of the radio show that'll drop on days that we don't have shows. It's called the Radio Show: The Aftermath. And as a matter of fact, we're dropping the first episode this Sunday. Uh, we got a guest. Uh, her name is Lily. Uh, she hosts a show called Bourbon and Pancakes, a video uh, podcast that's on Facebook. So we're gonna be talking to her, and we'll drop that podcast on Sunday so that's just you know more of a way that the radio show can reach out you know to the fans and it will not just be just him and I all the time other members of the cast are going to drop in as well and uh, we'll give you some abstract interviews about some things that we don't necessarily discuss on the sh- on the show and uh, yeah if we're going to be doing uh, break, breaking we'll do news too. by the way breaking news uh, President Trump is has just signed an order to uh, keep processing meat processing plants open. So for those of y'all who thought there was a meat shortage and y'all go buy all the chicken for no reason, you ain't got nothing to worry about. So I just wanted to throw that out there before we end. There is a shortage. <laughs> bacon has been scarce. I have been every time I go to the store, I buy two packs of bacon because bacon is scarce. Well, if they got a bunch of black people like Sixteen and Cujo, I think we'll be good on the bacon. So, <laughs> look, look, just for those of you that buy the chicken legs in the big pack, there's no shortage. Please continue to buy one pack. Tasty. So, yes, we uh, – uh, Depends on the type. Right. If you eat Butterball, that's disgusting, just for the record. Easy, easy stepped all over our big announcement to talk about Trump on this show. You're fired, too. Hold on, hold anyway. on. I'm trying to make sure that you can go buy meat for your family without a bunch of people thinking there's a meat shortage. You're welcome. Germination, you well, just fired so the single people. What's up with that? There's always mm-hmm. a meat shortage at them 16s, though. <laughs> Stop firing! Um, <laughs> hey, 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 just play the outro music. That was perfect. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, oh, it's a wrap. Thank you. Bye, y'all. Thank you. Bye. I'm so hurt. How could you, Kucho? <laughs> he did that to me. I cannot believe that. Uh. Cujo, man, I thought we were better than that. I mean, that was right. perfect. Podcast will be available on the Facebook page and also on our blog talk page in about an hour. So we definitely appreciate y'all stopping through and listening. Huh. I can't believe that, man. No meat shortage. Is the ghost clear yet? Is he gone? Hey, for the for the record, uh, he did not confirm or deny. I'm not dignifying it with an answer. Everybody's got jokes. So tell everybody bye, everybody, and we'll talk to them next week. Bye. See you next week.
All right, still Dom. Of course you won't. Keep extra napkins. Don't forget, aftermath. Dropping on Sunday. We'll be back live on Tuesday. Yeah.